Ready, set, go! First it was the Honda CEO and now General Motors President Mark Royce, I assume that's how he says his name, is commenting on the future of EVs. Welcome back to the EV Diaries. I'm your host, Ben. I am an electrical engineer in southeastern Kentucky, and I believe that EVs can have a strong impact to rural America. Mark Royce wrote an article for CNN.com, and I will link it in the show notes. The title of the article is, Electric Cars Won't Go Mainstream Until We Fix These Problems. Okay, back in 2017... I did a presentation on EVs. The Volt was new back then, the uh, the one at our cooperative. And by the way, I don't mention our cooperative by name because a few people know that I'm doing a podcast, but what I'm saying doesn't reflect necessarily their position. So I guess this is a little bit of a disclaimer. But my cooperative, and it's not hard to figure out because I've mentioned... Uh, people like East Kentucky Power Cooperative, and you know that we're part of that, NRECA. I've told you where I live. You could track it down if you wanted to figure it out. Anyway, getting back to 2017, I was doing a presentation. The vault was new, but we had some data. And I started that presentation by asking if anyone owned an EV. Of course, no one there owned an EV knowing that the cooperative owns an EV today. In fact, if I follow through with my plan, I should be the first. The biggest obstacle that I've found for anybody to own an EV, especially in small-town America, is A, range anxiety. And we talked about performance and inconvenience in my presentation. And we talked about the price. And as I've discussed... Range anxiety is a point of view, and if you choose your car wisely, it shouldn't be a problem. Of course, back then, it was very rare that you got an EV that would go more than 100 miles on a charge without absolutely paying for it. So getting back to the article, Mark Royce points out that range is a problem, that charging infrastructure is a problem, and that cost is a problem and all three of those things must be fixed before we can move forward. He makes a couple of interesting points, uh, one of which is that 80% of people charge at home, 15% charge at work. There again that's employers stepping up and understanding that this is coming and having the infrastructure there or having electrified fleets which is also uh, we're starting to see that in different places which means that the other 5% is public charging. He also mentions that there was a targeted uh, consumer clinic, I think is the term that was used, um, in Chicago and Los Angeles where they brought people in and they gave them a choice of vehicles to drive and half were electric and the other half were traditional internal combustion engines. do believe it said that they were all SUVs and they wanted to get feedback and they saw that somewhere between 40 and 45 percent in the cities were interested in electric so 
they're doing their own market research. And the third point that he makes is that he expects it to be some cost parity between internal combustion engines and EVs in about 10 years or so. Even though he says that EVs are an eventuality, he does say that people want EVs to act like traditional cars. They want to be able to go 300 miles between charges. There's a video on the page touting one of the problems is that there's a lack of options, that you either get these little hatchbacks or you look at top-of-the-line luxury cars. But they do go on to say that that's improving in the video, and it is true that that is improving, so at least they're, they're not being completely negative. But the whole of the article is basically... We've got some problems with EVs. Don't buy one now. And I don't believe that's the case, especially if you're living in a small town. Um, you know, because we know cities are adopting EVs more so. City dwellers, I should say, are adopting EVs more so than than people in small town America. But this whole process, especially in small town America needs a paradigm shift. You don't operate an EV the way you do a traditional car. I don't fill my car up when I get home and pull in my driveway. There's not a gas pump there. But if I'm driving an EV, I can have the infrastructure that I need to charge my vehicle at home. Articles like this are negatively impacting EV adoption, period. Not just in cities, but definitely in rural America, because people are seeing this as a not-quite-ready-for-prime-time situation where that, yeah, EVs are coming, they're going to get better, but we're going to wait and see. But the problem is battery technology and range is improving daily. And it's because all these people that are making batteries, you know, they're, they're, they want to be, it's like the race to the moon. They want to be the first ones there. They want to be the first ones that come up with this, the first ones that come up with that, this new innovative technology. They want the bragging rights associated with it. The good thing is we all benefit from that. As far as infrastructure, you know, we need those partnerships between governments, manufacturers, utilities to get the infrastructure in place because that is true. That's that's holding the things back. And as I've discussed several times, if you choose accordingly, should not be an issue. As far as cost, Mini Cooper's the first one in America anyway to show that with the tax incentives that we can get get cost comparison and actually the EV is going to be cheaper with the tax credit than the gasoline version of the same car. So we're getting there. And the thing is, articles like this are slowing the process. And I'm not discounting anything that he said as being false because there's no outright lies in this article. However, 
I think that we do need to show and demonstrate that and promote the idea that, that these cars, especially with the battery ranges we have now that's getting up around 200, um, 250 miles on a charge, that these can suit almost everyone's needs. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, if you would, please click subscribe. And uh, if you would, take a few minutes, go to Apple Podcasts, uh, leave a review. Uh, hopefully that will help other people find me, especially those in small-town America who need to be looking at EVs as a serious solution to their transportation needs. Next time, we'll talk about uh, the Co-op's 2017 Chevy Volt. It got a bit of a facelift, and I'll let you in on everything about that. If you got any questions, comments, email me, ben at evdiaries.com. You can also find me on social media at EV Diaries. Just remember, the EV revolution is here, and despite some people dragging their feet, it's going to be a fun ride.